conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Good Morning Hospitality, your one-stop shop for the latest news, noteworthy trends, and thought-provoking discussions across the industry. From hotels and short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, hospitality. Reality. We made it another week. Look at you guys. No, happy Monday. T-shirt. No, my. I know we got the my merch. color. I can't pronounce. Mauve. <laughs> Mauve. <laughs> Such an attractive color. I love it. it. Looks great on you, Michael. It's great. Standing out. You're looking great. Um, yeah. What a fun. What a fun time. I'm glad that we're all kind of matching. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a good week. It's a good week to be back on the show. How are you guys doing? How's the weekend? Good. It's very cold here right now. So we're getting our like one dose of winter. It's 48 degrees, which in Miami is like the world is ending. (laughs) Are are the, uh, iguanas falling off the limbs? Yes, (laughs) they are. Okay. That's the barometer of cold in South Florida. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's yeah, pretty awesome. chill on my side. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just uh, looking at castles. <laughs> looking at castles. I love that. That's your job. Like, <laughs> you just look at castles all day. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You look at castles. I listen to podcasts. Brandy, what's your what's your one liner oh, for your job? Uh, Everything I don't know. you run around. Eyeballs deep in operations. <laughs> there you go. Drown. drowning (laughs) drowning but with a positive attitude (laughs) amen there we go manifestation um okay well good good to see you guys again um i know we have a lot to to wow to jive into to dive into um i could not help but see nothing but chat gbt articles this morning so I think it's going to be a lot to talk about because that's all I could see when I was scrolling. So before we do that, I know we have one piece of news to cover prior to getting into the main topic of the day, and it correlates to last week. So Michael, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So last week we had the Southwest computer meltdown, well, two weeks ago. And then last week we covered uh, all of the reasons why software needs to be updated 
And then the FAA proceeds to ground all flights on Wednesday last week. It was 9,000 delays, 1,200 cancellations, and a mess. And, and what I heard was that it was one guy who dropped in one line of code that broke everything. No. And <laughs> Could you imagine being to, that guy? <laughs> came down to a single person that led to 1,200 cancellations of flights. And then everyone knows if you're flying Spirit how hard it is to to book another one. It could be weeks. So um, yeah, another mishap in, in aerospace software. Hopefully this isn't a trend that continues on because all of us in travel love to travel and that mm. involves airplanes. So I got caught in one getting down to Miami two weeks ago that South Florida, their FAA, the region got shut down for some reason. Uh, the rumor was there were too many private jets flying in and out that that log jams the system, but that wasn't the public response to uh, to the failure. So let's uh, let's see if we can make it a week without talking about airlines next week. Brandy, is that true yeah, on the private jet crossed. comment? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Miami. Classic. I love it. Mm-hmm. It was all of South Florida. It wasn't just Miami. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's not all then. our fault. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say West Palm, Fort Lauderdale. Dang. Well, yeah, hopefully you're right. Hopefully we don't see another airline tagline or news heading. Um but this week is going to be the big one. And I know the three of us have maybe similar slash different opinions, so it's gonna be interesting and fun. And I know we even had a couple of people reach out and comment uh on Friday when I posted that this was going to be the topic, so I'm excited. Hopefully, everyone is very passionate about their talking points. Um, and we're going to talk about ChatGPT and the impact it will have in hospitality. And for any listeners or viewers, ChatGPT is an AI program, whatever you want to kind of list it under, uh, OpenAI. And, yeah, it's kind of taking Google the world. on steroids. Yeah, it's very much so it's taken i'm shocked by some of the stuff it's done and what i've seen so it's a little weird a little freaky but keeping it related to hospitality i think we all have a our own opinion so i will let michael and and or brandy take the the floor first before jumping into any of my my points that i have for it go ahead do you want to go first first. all right you can go so (laughs) So it's, it's a very controversial piece and, and topic because for the first time ever, the threat of eliminating significant amount of white collar jobs um, is, is knocking at the doorstep. And anyone who's used it knows that it's not quite to that point yet. Um, you can ask it questions. It can write scripts for blogs, for your Airbnb listings, for social media posts. Um, it's, it's great to get it 80% of the way there. And then you still need a human to kind of layer over it and figure it all out, um, on top of that. But this version of, of, uh, chat GBT is only, it's only scraped the internet from 2021 and beyond not going backwards any. So it's got another 20 something years of internet still to, to scrape and make the, the learnings better. 
And there are 175 billion parameters in this version. The next version that's coming out, there's going to be a hundred trillion parameters. So whatever its capabilities are right now, just pales in comparison to what the, just the next version will be. And then who knows the next version after that. Um, I, I've played around with it to see what it looks like writing blogs and doing, uh, doing social media posts. It's good. It's, it's solid. Um, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't rely on it exclusively, but it does. I, I hate writing. So it, it does cut down on the amount of time writing. Now you're just editing and, and making sure, you know, it sounds the way you want it to sound and not like a computer. So the, the big question longer term is how does Google respond to it and does it help or hurt SEO? Because now a small company like ours can compete in, in um, content volume and quality basically with any of the big brands that are out there that have been around for many, many years. So I'm sure Google is starting to get smarter at it and recognizing what's AI and what's human. But again, we're just at the very, very tip of the iceberg. Well, I'll add, uh, sorry, Randy, to cut you. No, go ahead. Or <laughs> um, I was seeing on This Week in Startups, uh, I forget the guy's name, Jason something, but basically OpenAI has now a iOS app in beta. And basically it syncs with Google. So like, it's like, hey, where are the top, Mediterranean restaurants in blah, blah, blah city. It gives you a list. And then you like make me a reservation at number three at five o'clock on this date. And it'll like pull in all your Google information. So apparently that's the beta, but so sounds like it'll help Google more than be like a takeover of Google than anything. But that's the only comment I wanted to make. Yeah. I think it's, it's really interesting. I, I see a lot of really incredible pros and also a lot of cons like i mean like anything and i think that the you know the threat of this taking jobs like or you know how it's going to affect kind of the white collar industry i don't see that happening immediately but you're right like this is it's knocking on the door in some way and i don't know if we necessarily know how it will all shape like shape you know the way that we work but i think for me the the writing component i love to write so i'm the opposite and i think that how we right is you know how we you know spread and maintain our culture and you know all those kind of things but if you're looking if you need something purely informational i think it's fantastic then you don't have to spend it's something that's like here is just that basic information that you need about something but i think in general the ai kind of like chat functions are going to be really helpful for our businesses um, when we're, we're launching a new website in march and the chat feature that we're going to use is yada ai and it like it's just going to help cut down on the calls that we get because we still get like our number one thing that people call in about is rates and availability even though in the when in the phone tree it says to check the website even though that's like that's just a huge chunk of time that we could take away from our phone agents you know and free them up for answering things faster you know um and it learns from our listings so if people have questions that you know are you know simple or maybe a little bit more slightly complex they can answer it it learns from what people ask in the inbox so i think that there are like that's a positive way and that frees up our actual people to answer more complicated nuanced questions um you know you can have you can save on staffing and allow them to do more meaningful work so i'm a little bit i'm excited about those capabilities 
Yeah. I mean, don't take our word for it. We asked ChatGPT what it could do to help vacation rental companies. Number one, customer service. Mm-hmm. Number two, personalized recommendations. Three, content generation. Four, language support. It can support you in multiple different languages. Five, pricing optimization. Six, sentiment analysis, um, analyzing customer reviews. And then lastly, marketing support to help create targeted marketing campaigns. So don't take it from us. The AI has spoken. <laughs> that is how it can help you. Um, look no further than what the machine tells you it can do. Well, I'd be curious to see the implicate, like not the implication, the application with it into something like Wheelhouse or Price Labs or another dynamic pricing tool to see if it actually is more of a like beneficiator for the operator to have that integration between the two, or just to have a simple dynamic pricing software as as normal, like just keeping their current tech stack and not having it implement uh, implemented for pricing and rather just customer service or um, other things like that and like automating the tasks because i'm a i'm a believer like any other tech stack tool right like it's important to use to benefit and to grow or to kind of speed up processes but not to solely rely on i always say trust but verify and Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of my hesitant with this is and this is like another whole kind of rabbit hole topic with it and trying to keep it applied to the industry of hospitality is we've already had a lot of fraud with people creating fake listings, fake booking.com properties, or it's not just an Airbnb. It's on almost every platform, um, some worse than others. But you already have that issue of now there's fake listings out there. They're getting money before people arrive. They're branding this whole thing, making it look all the way through and through like it is a, a company. And then someone shows up to the address and it's not there or it's completely wrong. It's like a some mall out in the middle of nowhere and you're like what um so this is my big worry go ahead i'm sorry we had like our very real example is that someone was creating um like duplicated one of our buildings in miami on airbnb people were booking through airbnb so it was going directly to that person but that person was booking direct on our website and then charging everything back so the guest had a real like confirmation from airbnb but it wasn't booked through us and we were able to figure, like, obviously figure it out and report it. But mm-hmm. that was just like, some, if that whole process can be automated, like, yeah. that's terrible. Like, you really, the I think then the the kind of like the band aid to that or the solution is that like you have to play defense and have this kind of you know technology work for you to scan and find different you know mm-hmm. fraudulent listings. But yeah, I immediately was like that. Like, it's already combating fraud, especially uh, South Florida and New Orleans are big, uh, big fraud cities. So it's, um, uh, it's, I'll be curious. There's a lot of new scams I'm sure that will come out of this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's also going into the side of there's already like, there's a uh, Michael, I think you shared it in our group chat this morning. There's going to be a flood of new content on the internet. And this is like out, a little bit outside of the industry, but there's going to be a flood of new content from these AI, whether it's chat GPT in general or other different versions of different softwares and so my my concern with it it's already gonna be harder to stand out it's gonna like it's gonna give more people the ability to be fake or look like an expert on like people are writing linkedin posts on this it's like you don't on topics they don't even really know they just throw in a chat gpt and it gives them an answer they customize a little piece here and there and it's like boom now they look like a, a thought leader rather 
rather than anything. And it's like, no, that's not, I, I don't know. There's a lot of dark ways that this could go. And my concern is that it's going to go towards fraud. And I guess like, yeah, for portraying like a different type of image than what people are actually, you know. Yeah. So. so I think the stat you were looking for is 90, 90% of content online yeah. by 2025 will be generated by AI. 90 percent so the odds of you running into something that was not written by or thought of by a human is insane now how do you stand out as a hospitality company from the machine because Mm -hmm. now the machine has leveled the online playing field for all basically we're all going to have the same answers of why someone should book with us because the computer (laughs) is going to tell us why but that's where alternative media, podcasts, TV shows, YouTube, whatever. And you know, it really gets to the, the point of having experiences. Like that's the differentiator from living this online world. Because right now it's just text. In five years, it's going to be like, three fake AI generated us talking about some sort of hospitality content. Somebody and- already sent me one, not of us, but uh, like a robot, like it's like, hi, Will, I'm sent to you from Fred at blank blank company. And they wanted me to let you know that da, 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 da. I was like, wow, this is weird. So <laughs> very weird. Tip the iceberg, right? Five years from now, it's going to be really, really good. So how do we live in the, the real world and get out of the internet world? Uh, is a is a big one, and how do you differentiate your content that you do put out that you do want to invest in? But I mean, it, just looking at that stat, you know, I don't know how in the world they came up with it, but I would be a little worried if I was a content writer uh, or a social media manager. Like, you, you, yeah, I'd especially differentiate your skills. For like- smaller companies especially if you're looking to cut costs in some department you know i think a b- big brands are always going to have real you know real people writing their content but if you're trying to if you're a smaller brand that's trying to you know level that playing field yeah why would you pay someone when you can get that for free to kind of achieve more or less the same result you're not looking necessarily for authenticity maybe at that point you're just trying to move up in the rankings so yeah, yeah i i think it also i mean i really switch back and forth with my opinion and like or how I feel about all of this because sometimes it gets like a little scary and dystopian but I think like with any sort of technological change there you can if you embrace it and figure out how to you know better your business or whatever you know that I think is a healthier approach and viewing things with like cautious optimism you know uh, I think is a healthy way to look look at it yeah I mean we we go through phases I know Will over here was all about the clubhouse phase. Big mm-hmm. clubhouser. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard of anybody doing clubhouse in months. Like skyrocket and then plummet. It, well, there's a lot of, I have a lot of theories on why that happened. And it wasn't just because the world started opening up. I think once they opened it up to the whole world, whether you're on Android or Apple and a bunch of stuff, it just, it got very diluted really quickly. In the beginning, it was like, highly curated really good content really like exclusive because it was invite only and everyone only got like three invites so everyone was very careful who they let in and then it all of a sudden just got opened up to everybody and just 
became annoying. So there's a couple of things with that. But yes, 100% was a big fan of it in the, in the day. Well, regardless of your thoughts on it, is chat GPT that or I mean, it feels like this is here to stay. It is, but it's only one of the companies, right? So mm -hmm. I think that the broader technology is definitely not going away. They are obviously like the leader, everybody. I tried to go on last night and this morning and they were like, our systems are too overwhelmed. And then it gave me 10 different jokes about like why they're, you know, why they're backed up or whatever. So, I mean, this is, I think, definitely the first big player, but I'm sure there will be other others that join the fray and will make it better hopefully um but yeah i definitely i can i can feel just on my perusals of social media like this general panic i think that some content creators are feeling mm -hmm. which is understandable it's like someone directly coming for your job and i think it's analogous to you know the maybe like a factory line worker when they started introducing more robotic technology so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out yeah, right now it's only as good as the inputs you put into it. I think in the future, it'll know your preferences, your tastes. And then it's like, hey, I'm going to Spain for two days. Book me book me a property I'd like mm -hmm. within this price range. Like It really could just get rid of OTAs first and foremost. Um, book, I need a flight, a hotel, and a, a car for my four days I'm in this location you know, right now you need to tell it this, this, and that, but in the future, it could be, um, you know, it could be more useful. Um, I mean, if just... I don't have to pay OTA commission fees, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You cut, you cut that down. It's more customizable. Like it is sometimes fun going through and looking at all the different properties, but sometimes you're like, I can't find anything I like. And then you scroll and you scroll and you, you finally find something, but in, in theory, this can just make the, those decisions for you um, faster once it learns what you want. Right now, you have to be very, very specific uh, with what you put in and, and whatnot. Um, I, I'd love to comment on all these comments that are coming. The, the, the chat's so, blowing up today. I, I knew, we, I knew yeah, we, I picked, we, we picked up a good, a good uh, so, topic. So... Is AI taking over content writers today? No. And I don't not. think it, like, I I want to touch on this one because I know I have a, one, a lot of friends that do content writing. And of course, like my business in general, we write all of our show copy from every episode to the description of the, of the like we have 33 or 35 podcasts that we work with in hospitality. So for us, like no way this can replace um, someone who's actually listening and part of the conversation. I don't think that is possible. Um, can it help us and go faster? Yes. That's what I would use it for is to just bang out a bunch of content, make it your own, tweak it and, and use that. To... Yeah. I, I will say what I would be worried of is the entry level content writers. Like if yeah. you're seasoned, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You're going to be okay. At least for the foreseeable future. If you're graduating from college right now and you're, you want to get into content writing, it might be tough because the volume that can be pumped out just by a seasoned professional leveraging the benefits of, of AI, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see it. I wouldn't go replacing people yet, but 
it's something to keep an eye on. Like, like you said, Brandy with the line workers, um, and blue collar jobs. 100%. Well, I don't know how to keep up with all these comments right now because we're getting blown up with uh, many people that tune in <laughs> all the time and many people that I've never seen before. So um, forgive us, everybody, if we can't read your comment, uh, especially if it's longer. Yeah, um, go back to Adam's point. Um, Adam? Yeah, you just had it up. Basically, it's it's you give steroids to an average player and they'll be good. You give it to an elite player and they'll break records. That's kind of my point on the content writers. If if you're a really good content writer, this can this can get you 80% of the way there for most of it. And then you can make it significantly better and make it elite. And, and that's why I would be worried kind of if, if you're entry level or or an average copywriter, not not elite. Yeah, I'll somebody say, else uh, mentioned revenue management tools. Yeah. Um, um, and I thought to find that, that was really interesting. Hang on. Thank you guys for all commenting, by the way. This is a good problem for us to have is to not I saw Simon <laughs> saying bold prediction that uh, OTAs will be gone. I mean, there, there's yeah. not, there's no reason to believe that we need OTAs if you've got your preferences in there. Like really, yeah. why? Mm -hmm. um, I type it in. Maybe it gives me three options. Maybe I say, give me three options of places I would like to stay in Barcelona. And it shows you and you click it and you're done. Now, where they're scraping it from, maybe it's an OTA, but it should be direct. So, yeah, I also really would love like kind of something I'm personally working on is um, like the optimization of all of our schedules, like for our field team. So like, how can you like, but still, it's still, I mean, even though we have some tech technology that we're using, it's still, there's a lot of inputs like that are, you know, people's times that might change every week. So it would be great to see how this technology can help in that way. Um, and just making everything a bit more efficient. But the revenue managers, yeah, this, like, yeah. I think that that is, it's the same thing with the content writers. Like, the entry level kind of evaporates because now you just need someone who knows what they're doing and is, you know, educated in this field to monitor and adjust, but you don't need, like, the bulk of the kind of the, you know, basic work can be done. 100%. I was also, I want to go back to the point that um, Damien made. You know, 91% of content gets no traffic from Google. This will only increase. And I find that to be pretty true, actually. Like, we were just doing a whole SEO thing with Hospitality FM's website. And it was like, damn, okay, we're not being discovered, even though we have all of this content. And it's like, okay, now we need but to But it fix. does help in your rankings. So if you're targeting the right keywords, even if no one's going to that site, if it's indexed in there, even if it never gets a site visit, it it increases your SEO score. I could be totally wrong there, Damien, but yeah, that's my understanding. I'm no SEO expert, so I'll just let Damien continue to tell me if it's true or not. Uh, but link, uh, <laughs> uh, Simon, nice <laughs> way to way to try it out. At least, who, who busted you, Simon? LinkedIn <laughs> or a colleague? Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> Someone's like, mm, this doesn't sound like Simon. That's uh, too good. It's too good. Well, yeah, I think that that is a part that maybe people should take, like have some solace or hope in for like the, your voice, like your personality, the nuance, like all of that still is important when you're, you know, when you're writing content, if you're writing content to just have bulk 
and you're kind of playing the SEO game, yeah, it doesn't really matter as much. But if you're writing thoughtful content, if you're if the writing is really what's important, that's not going to go away, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason just brought up a point that, that I wanted to mention as well. It's the creatives that are going to be thriving in the AI world. So creatives, people that can come up with ways that can show you that it's obviously not AI or clearly not AI. Maybe AI catches up in five years, but at least in the foreseeable future, very creative campaigns, very creative writing um, and content will stand out because there is just going to be a flood over the next few months, much less the next year or two of AI generated content. Well, just to go to Chris's comment here about a should be a, cert, a certificate to prove that it's AI or it's not AI. I'm like, again, I think there should be kind of symbol or some, I don't know if it's a symbol or for some kind of way to like differentiate between AI content and human content because it will like, I think uh, Jason made a comment too. Like you can tell on a written post or whatever, if it's AI or if it's a human written, it's pretty obvious to understand, but I think there should come to a point where there should be kind of, I guess, agreed upon or some certified thing that shows it's not AI. Um, But then my worry about that is that AI will then be able to fake it. And again, fraud, when we're talking about fraud and scam, like that's my biggest thing is always coming back to fraud and scammers is that, you know, they're going to be able to copy stuff just like people are able to copy a sextant building and put it on Airbnb. Like it's, well, it's going to be, a yeah. Weapon. Who's do whose words they are really matter. I, I don't know. Like think about all the people you follow on Instagram or LinkedIn. Are they actually writing it? Does the president write? His own speeches? No. So yeah, like, yeah. It's already not necessarily fully authentic, the words of the people that you're following. Do the actors follow, you know, do they come up with their own scripts, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do the morning hosts on Good Morning America write their own stuff? No. no. So it's do already, we write our own stuff? already generated by someone else. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But as a human, yeah, that's the thing. I... It's a real human being with a real mind. It's not like a computer that has one true. trillion touch points that it's analyzed over the last year or whatever it is um you know that's the thing it's like really different from yeah to me it's the human capital and i love that phrase or term of human capital like focus on that but go ahead yeah but i really yeah i think that like we've yeah we focused a lot on the content portion and how that might be scary because of but i think that there is and the other facets of the business just so many ways that this can help companies run more efficiently save on costs like i will be very i you know we we have so many great tech partners um, in our industry i'll be very i'm excited to see how they kind of incorporate this into their products or you know if that's possible 100 percent. that's what i like especially breezeway i was already thinking about like oh breezeway how can you guys (laughs) it's it's already automated for a lot of the stuff that i've seen and done with that product so it's like you know what more could they do with that with the chat gb chat gpt feature in it but yeah there's a there's more comments coming in so get ready guys (laughs) (laughs) i love this i love the engagement (laughs) i know so much more fun having the live yeah lisa good point like this this will leverage the need to be more people centric and people focused as we interact more and more with technology in our day-to-day lives 
the need and desire to interact with humans will hopefully only increase, not decrease. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. People will want, it'll be like the actual experience of being at the property will become more important because, you know, so much of the experience has already been kind of digitized. So you'll want, people will be going on these trips looking for that touch of human connection. So, and I'm saying that, and we have virtual concierges, but they are real people. They're just not. <laughs> they are. <in> the building. <laughs> They are real people. Uh, okay, we have a couple more comments coming in, and I think we're we're good. Yeah, yeah. There we go. We we've slowed it down. <laughs> we can uh, we can maybe use a little bit of next week to address some additional comments that we missed. Yeah. Um, or that yeah. will continue to come in. But yeah, it's been a this is an interesting topic. It's a hot button right now. We're all trying to figure it out in real time and how it can be useful and where it's detrimental. Um, I'm a little hesitant to just dump all AI generated content on our page because I don't know if Google's going to start knocking everybody that does. Yeah. My guess is they will. Um, and they, they might need to. So if you are using it, still customize it. Um, it's also great for, for your BDRs, um, from a sales standpoint, it, you just ask it to make you a list of short-term rental companies in Panama city beach and boom, it'll, it'll pull up a list. So, um, you know, if, if you're on the vendor side, like that's, that's an easy query that you can run, uh, if you don't already have those lists, but yeah, there's so many different avenues and facets of this, the, the revenue management piece we touched on, but I'm not, I haven't played around with it to do anything but content. Um, maybe we can bring on Kitchell or somebody to help us understand the implications of it for revenue management. Yeah. Well, I, I know I played with a couple ideas uh, with it last night on like, write me a profit. How, how do I know if my restaurant's profitable and this, this and that, and they gave me a bunch of stuff. So it seems to know it's, it's basics or at least some stuff, um, which is really impressive to be honest, but no, this topic was fun. I love seeing the live engagement and for a couple of people that mentioned that this is their first time listening in, uh, just know we try to keep this show every Monday live and it's also around 30 minutes. We try not to go over. Uh, we did today due to the, I would say high traffic volume of, of communication with everybody. So we really appreciate it. Um, before we end this episode, just one quick reminder for tomorrow, we're doing our hospitality.fm predictions of 2023, and you're going to see this killer lineup of eight people, including the three of us here on GMH, uh, going in for five minutes each about our predictions for this year. And who knows, maybe somebody on stage might have a prediction about chat GPT and AI. Who's going to? Woo, we'll see. Um, so it could be interesting, but we're really excited because none of us have told each other our predictions. We are keeping them to ourselves until tomorrow. So it's going to be really fun and exciting. And then, of course, uh, shout out to Brandy and Michael for wearing the GMH swag today that I wasn't doing because uh, I uh, am not at home. Um, but Yes, really appreciate it. If you guys want to get some swag, we have that in the show notes going into the episode as well. Any final comments from you two on today's episode? Yeah, one more thing that I've used it for already. Um, I, I try to write as much of our legal contracts as, as possible before having a lawyer actually go in behind it because it's much cheaper that way. ChatGPT can help write clauses. 
it's pretty mm-hmm. useful. Um, it, I mean, the cost of a lawyer for an hour is insane. If you can get a contract 90% of the way there and save that much cost, that's going to be helpful and it's going to hurt law. You know, you know, so there's a lot of implications, a lot of uses for it. Uh, it's lim- it's unlimited. Um, and we will only, we're only scratching the surface here. So. Yeah. I'm really excited to see, you know, we've had all these like tech panels and things like that over the last year. So I'm excited to see how this weaves its way into the conversation in the next couple months. My prediction, VRMA 2023, every panel is going to try to talk about chat GPT. (laughs) (laughs) Every single one. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thank you guys for all tuning in and engaging with us live on LinkedIn. It's been super fun. We love it. So thank you and keep doing it. Uh, And for Michael and Brandy, I will see you guys again next week.